Hey, Peter. What? It's one of your favorite episodes. Yeah, great. I'm so excited. Six to minute scale. Oh, actually, I am excited. <laughs> Hey, I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Jazz. Explain. Oh, Peter, that was we're a, back, that We're was back a, where we belong. We're right? back where we... I was trying to, uh, you know, I was trying to liven it up there. Yeah. The intro, but... No, it was good. It because was good. I know that these are not your favorite. No, actually they are. This is... Well, no. Yeah, you're right. They're not my favorite. <laughs> but I do like them. So... And more importantly, our listeners like them. We deliver entertainment, but we deliver education too. Sometimes we're able to... Combine the two. Today probably won't be that, but who knows? We'll let the, the end user be the judge of that. Edutainment, you might edutainment. say. Edutainment. Yeah. We occasionally cross into edutainment, um, which hopefully we will. But, you know, this is exciting. So we had, we had a lot of fun the last two episodes. If you didn't get a chance to check those out and this boring one and go directly to those. Uh, no, we did some blindfold tests. Kind of old school, downbeat uh, style, yeah. but not as stale and stodgy those not as stale and stodgy this is all about uh the six diminished scale of chords made famous by barry harris yes but really what this is about here peter hold on to your to your beanie it's about (laughs) it's about borrowing uh from the diminished and from the six on the six diminished uh uh, scale of chords. So, and just, maybe we'll have a link to. Didn't you do a video about this recently? I did over on the YouTube's. If you haven't checked out Adam's videos <laughs> and mine as well, uh, but over on the YouTube's, you can go to YouTube and just search Open Studio um, and uh, check out our channel. Give us a like and a subscribe if you enjoy it. But check out. It's called um, Triads that will melt faces. I believe that's is, a good one. Is the title of it? Yeah, that's not about this particular oh, thing. Not? Yeah, yeah. What's the one that's about this? I know Caleb. I Caleb so will confused. put a link to. I, it. I forget. So I forget the title. This is why I need to be informed. <laughs> but you can also check out Best Decade of Jazz Ever. That's another one that's you know Best Decade of Jazz. Oh, you mean your re- most recent? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just promote yourself, bud. Yeah, that's great. Well, no, it's open studio channel. Uh, no, we'll have Caleb put a link to the YouTube video that deals with this. But uh, we also have been working over this on uh, Open Studio Pro. So shout out to my Open Studio Pro folks. Bebop chords for beginners? No, that's is that it? No, that's not it. Sorry, I'm just looking at things that we've done li- lately. Am I screwing up the show here, man? You're 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 killing the vibe. Give me a here. swoosh, and the swoosh will take us into improvement. There we go. Here we go. Bam. So <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about the basics of what the six diminished scale of chords. So Barry Harris called this the scale of chords. The scale itself is easy enough. It's like a major scale with a that's the key of F major scale with a little half step between the fifth and sixth tones. Some people call that the major bebop scale. That's not I what call it an octatonic scale. It is an octatonic scale. But here's the thing about this uh, this scale of chords is just from adding that extra tone. Yeah. If we want to make a chord out of the scale by skipping a note. We get a nice little F6 chord, yeah. right? Root now, position. Root position. And I, I have this as like a locked hands voicing. In my left hand, I have F. In my right hand, I have A, C, D, and F. So you got a... Oh, look at, oh man, he already knows it. He Might knows. Jump it. Ahead. No, you got it. You got it. So if we move each one of these notes up the scale, diatonically, diatonically, just up this six diminished scale, the next chord is a G diminished, full diminished, right? Yeah. The net. If we do it again, the next chord, F six. If we do it again, B flat diminished. If we do it again, 
F6. Yeah. If we do it again, D flat diminished. F6 diminished, <laughs> 6 diminished, 6 diminished. And what these diminished do really is it, it becomes a 1, 5, right. 1, Passing chord. A little bit of tension release. Right. And, and if you don't, you know, you know, if you don't understand that, there's plenty of like basics on the 6 diminished. But basically, exactly. You have your F6. If you just put a C on any of these diminished, it becomes right. like a C7 flat 9. And if you put, it becomes a flat nine, like yeah, like a little uh, like tritone sub. You get a little ahead. ahead. Sorry, ahead. sorry. So here's but here's what we're talking about today. Okay, is like as brilliant as this is, if we wanted to voice melodies, right? Uh, right. Using this, it works great. Yeah. However, we can borrow even when the melody is part of one or the other. So what do I mean by that? Like, so let's take a tune like. Days of Wine and Roses, right? Right, so the melody is like C to A, and it kind of hangs on this A. And what you'll hear players do, who are very familiar with this, like you can, of course, use an F6 to voice this, right? But what you could also do is borrow from any any notes of the diminished. Yo, can I get some notes from you, diminished? I'm just like a representation of how that works. So the very first version of doing this would actually be to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? You can, and then you resolve it major to the six. To right. Seven. So we're going from, here I have in my, I'm just going to play the root in my left hand. And I'm going to do a little closed voicing, C, D, F, and A, right, to voice that first. Right? But... And so by adding this borrowing of one of the notes of the diminished and then resolving it, we add this inner voice movement, right? Now you can do that with one note. You can do it with two notes. How about this? So here we're borrowing now E and G, like an F major nine, right? But if you think about it, Barry Harris would think about this as borrowing from the diminished. But Peter, wait, it gets even better. You can borrow three notes. And then resolve it. So here is B flat, D flat, E, and A, right? So this is like a little C7 flat 9 couched in the F. F. Still with the F in the All base. works well by resolving it. Right. That is borrowing. And so think about any situation, especially like if the melody is a third or a fifth on a major chord, it works so well. But even like on a minor chord, like if you think about Alone Together... You can borrow from the fifth, from that diminished, right? So a minor six diminished, which, by the way, very closely related. So you can borrow, right, from like an A7 flat nine or an E diminished, however you want to think about it, over that D. So it works on minor chords, too. It even works on two chords. Like if you were to do... So what happened there? Right, so this is autumn leaves, right? So normally, right, you would do like a C minor seven. What if you borrowed from its diminished, which would be like a B diminished, right? G seven. So here I have, right, our root is C, our melody is E flat. In between, I'm putting a little B diminished chord and then resolving that to the E flat six, which resolves nicely, right? And then you do it, why not do it on the one? Right? So this is where like borrowing underneath, right? So we're adding that like tension of the five 
to the one. It becomes addicting. Like you can really do this anywhere. Like yeah. Like any tune, you can throw in these like fives wherever you have a little bit of space to just get them in there. Like the more I work on it, the more I'm like, all right, don't overdo it, buddy. Well, no, but it sounds like too, and because the way that the changes to autumn leaves go, once you start stacking them in a row, like this just sort of adds to the effect even more so than just doing it once and moving on. Totally. You've got a progression of them. Totally. Right. I mean, like we did, like we did. Because uh, it's going to be different, one of the three diminished uh, uh, patterns each time. Each time it yeah. can be different. So what about Stella by Starlight, right? Something that starts on a half diminished, right? Yeah. Well, really, like Barry Harris thinks of this as like G, G minor, minor 6, six right? Exactly. So what's the 5 of G minor 6? D7. As long as you resolve it, right? So you put yeah. a little C diminished, E flat diminished. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even here, Right? You're just adding this extra layer. Um, I mean, you can literally do it the whole way, right? Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Oh, I'm giving like Peter it. some juice here. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's borrowing. I'm sorry, with... can you start at the beginning? Yeah, okay, I just want to so hear it again. The diminished <laughs> scale is, no. Uh, that is like an amazing thing. Just that little thing. We don't even have to go that deep because that alone. Remember, like... that's where we started. That's the part I never thought about is in relation to that scale. I'd always thought about it as like half step below or the five of, or even the tritone of yeah. where you're going, like, yeah. you know, um, or even anything that's on that same, you know, minor thirds diminished cycle yeah. that you could use from that. But I never actually thought about it all as with that scale. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's an amazing resource. So yeah. an amazing way to think about voice leading functional harmony yeah you know creating movement that's what you what we're really doing like we were working on today we were working on um all the things you are using this concept right so f minor seven that's like an a flat six sound right so you can use you know and so you can use this concept just moving one note you know to create like whatever such great inner melodic movement possibilities totally, you can you know? start and then run with them so you can do that on every chord and it just creates this little tension and release I bet Bill Evans would have loved to have known about this sad that he never learned that uh, it is, uh, <laughs> he was just being held back he was by so lack close. of knowledge he was so close to play no but it. don't let the like, oh, like information overwhelm you like you literally just take this one step at a time yeah what is the five of whatever chord you're on, yeah. you know, and that is available to you to add tension. Even if like the, the chord changes don't have to say G seven over C minor seven, like right, don't worry about that. You get to add this as a, as a spice. I think too, just having that mindset of that, like when you go to another kind of subbed in chord or another area, like so back to the F major, if you're like, um, that you don't, yeah, you're thinking about it and hearing it as the five. Mm -hmm. And then with that flat nine or, or any of the different permutations of it. But you don't don't be so let's not be so quick to go to the actual root and do that. We still want to hear it and we can because it's a melodic thing, whether it's yeah. on the inner voices or at the top. So the root stays here. Yeah, you don't it's have a shifting to, thing. You don't have to tell the bass player about it. Yeah. The root stays on F. Exactly. And Even you know what? Classical players are good about this because when they look at harmony, it confused yeah. me at first because it's always like 
they don't think about the root being on the bottom. It's no. like what's being built up from what's being played on the totally. bottom. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the actual harmony. And and I think that for this, because it is something that once you understand the concept and start to hear it and get it in your hands, that you can pull out as a really pr primarily a melodic device. I mean, it's a harmonic concept, but, it's but it feeds the melodic Absolutely. ideas. Well, you know? uh, Fred Hirsch has done a lesson on this on his Open Studio course. Mm. And when he's doing it, I mean, he's literally like... like Oh, using it, yeah. As a counterpoint. Even, exactly. Like it's a way to build tension but in kind of outlining some of that harmony. Exactly. You don't yep. have to do big, thick chords. It can literally be just like one additional note. But you have this... Like this little idea to build tension melodically. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's great. It's great stuff. Well, man, way to break it down, bruh. And we'll link to the YouTube video if you want to see some visuals of Adam doing That's that as well. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right, yeah. Peter. Thanks All very right. much. Uh, if you want to, by the way, join these groups we're talking about, um, go to openstudiojazz.com slash pro. But don't go there if you're not you gotta be serious. at the level of Herbie Hancock or above. Well. No, no, could you be a little lower? Nobody's at that level. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. not the Herbie Hancock from Chicago. This guy we know down here who's never played piano. Yeah. Hubert Different. Hancock. Hubert yeah. Hancock. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, until next time. You'll hear it.